And a very pleasant good morning, everybody. As always, good to be back with you. This is the Marlins Rewind. And yesterday afternoon at Chase Field out in Phoenix, Arizona, the Marlins were wrapping up a seven-game road trip with their last of three against the Diamondbacks going into the ballgame yesterday. The Diamondbacks 5-0 and this season against the Marlins. Miami was hoping to change that. With a recap, as always, here is Glenn Geffner. Well, we said at the start of the day today, the Marlins desperately needed to get back in the win column. They desperately needed Sandy Alcantara to step up as a stopper, and they desperately needed to get the bats going. Check, check, check in Arizona this afternoon. Marlins, a season-best 15 hits. They matched season high with 11 runs. Alcantara terrific over seven innings, and they beat the D-backs 11-3 the final score. So after losing five straight to start the six-game season series against Arizona, Marlins finally get themselves a victory here this afternoon to finish this road trip to San Diego and Phoenix with a record of 2-5. and five. Things started well with Merrill Kelly, second in the league in ERA on the mound for the D-backs. In the first inning, the Marlins got a one-out walk to Garrett Cooper, and with two outs, Joey Wendell stepped to the plate. On 1-1, he hammers one deep to right. Back goes Smith on the track at the wall. Goodbye into the bullpen. Joey Wendell, a two-run homer, his second of the season, and the Marlins strike first. It's 2-0. Wendell would go 2-2 two two this afternoon. Then he would leave the game with right hamstring tightness. We'll see if maybe there's an update on Wendell's status coming up later on in the 10th inning show from Don Mattingly. Marlins would extend their lead in inning number two. Merrill Kelly, who had allowed one or no runs in all but one of his previous starts this year, was already down 2 to nothing when he walked the first man, Jesus Sanchez. Then a Brian De La Cruz single, put runners to first and second in the second for the number nine man in the batting order, Jacob Stallings. He got Sanchez at second, De La Cruz at first, and on 0-2, there's a line drive into left center field. That's a base hit. Al Padrique is going to wave Sanchez. Peralta the throw toward the plate. It's cut off. Now hung up between second and third base. De La Cruz. And they're going to run him down. Applying the tag. So an RBI single for Stallings to make it 3-0. Sandy allowed a walk. That was it in the first couple of innings. Pitching with now a 3-0 lead. In the top of the third, Marlins had a chance for more first and third with one out when Jesus Sanchez hit a ground ball near the bag at first to Christian Walker. The D-backs first baseman fielded the ball, stepped on the base, and then threw down to second base where the force was off because of the tag of the bag at first. And a tag was applied to Miguel Rojas just before Jesus, or just before Avi Garcia crossed the plate. Had Garcia touched home plate before the tag on Rojas at second, the run would have counted. It didn't count, and we asked the question at the time, would that one run prove important for the Marlins in this ballgame? Well, we would have to wait until the ninth inning to get the answer to that question. It was 3-0 Miami still into the bottom of the third with one out and the bases empty. Sandy Alcantara, who had not yet allowed a hit, went after the rookie center fielder Alec Thomas playing just his fourth big league game. Alec Thomas slams one out toward left center field. Way back, Alec Thomas with his first major league home run. And it's 3-1. Thomas playing just his fourth big league game. The D-backs number one prospect has taken a contra deep here in the third. Well, the Marlins, beginning with that Sanchez double play in the third inning, would not manage another hit until the ninth. In fact, they wouldn't manage another base runner until the ninth inning in this ballgame. 16 straight retired by D-backs pitching, and the game stayed 3-1 to one for the longest time. Merrill Kelly was done after five today. Seven hits, three runs all earned. He walked two, struck out four, allowed the Wendell Homer through 93 pitches 
67 strikes. Caleb Smith worked three perfect innings in relief, struck out six, and he gave the D-backs a chance to try to rally. It wasn't going to happen against Sandy Alcantara. Sandy made it through seven in this ballgame. After allowing that home run to Thomas, he didn't allow another hit until with two outs in the seventh inning, Seth Beer singled. Beer snapped an 0 for 37 on a personal level with that hit, but when Sandy got Geraldo Perdomo to ground out, he was through seven for the second time this season with a 3-1 to lead. That seventh inning would be the end of the line for Alcantara. Done after 99 pitches, 63 strikes. He allowed one run on two hits, walked three, struck out six, surrendered the home run to Thomas. That was it, and it was 3-1 when the Marlins handed this game to the bullpen. Stephen Okert got the eighth inning, allowed a leadoff hit to Alec Thomas, who went two for three today, and four for ten in the series. So Thomas, at first, brought the tying man to the plate in the eighth inning, Oker came back to strike out Dalton Varsho, but then the righty Jordan Luplo pinch hit in Paven Smith's spot. And there's a ball drilled a long way back. Left field at the wall. Home run. Luplo off the bench. A pinch hit shot. And the D-backs have tied it at three in the eighth. No win today for Sandy. Luplo with his first career pinch hit home run. He had missed the start of this year due to injury, playing just his 14th game today. It's his fourth long ball already, and a blown save for Steven Okert, meaning no win for Alcantara. Seven innings, two hits, and a run, but no decision for the Marlins' ace. So, after David Peralta hit a fly ball to the warning track and left for the second out, Okert was pulled, having faced his three hitters. Actually, that was the fourth hitter he faced, but another third lefty. And Anthony Bass came on. He got Christian Walker to line to first on one pitch to get out of the eighth inning. We went to the ninth, 3-3. So the D-backs, who are playing great baseball, 14-6 and over the last 20 games, 5-0 and against the Marlins. They won a bunch of close games against the Marlins, feeling good about themselves going to the ninth. And if you're the Marlins with your history against Arizona this year and with your history of narrow losses this year, a major league high, 10 losses by a single run, you have to be a little bit concerned going to the ninth inning. The D-backs brought their closer, Mark Melanson, into a 3-3 game. He walked the first man, Avi Garcia. Miguel Rojas then fouled out to first base for the first out. And when Jesus Sanchez hit into a fielder's choice 3-6, Garcia was erased. I mentioned at the time how hard Sanchez ran up the first base line to beat out what might have been an inning-ending double play. Well, it might not have seemed like a big deal at the time. It would prove to be quite a large deal because the Marlins, after Sanchez beat out that potential double play to keep the inning going, would end up scoring eight runs in the inning. Brian De La Cruz, a single, putting men at first and second with two outs in the ninth, and in a tie game, Jacob Stallings continued his recent RBI surge. Melanson's 2-2 pitch, line drive right center. That's going to get down for a base hit. Around third, Sanchez, he's coming home. Headed to third base, De La Cruz. Stallings delivers again. And the Marlins have taken the lead 4-3 in the top of the ninth. It's a 2-for-4, 2-RBI day for Jacob Stallings. He had a 25-game stretch in which he drove in a total of four runs. Oh, now he's got five RBIs in his last three games, including two here today. And that's the biggest one of the day because it gives the Marlins a 4-3 lead in the ninth. They were not done, though. Two men on, two outs. Jazz Chisholm to face Melanson. 
Melanson's 1-1 is driven toward left center. That's going to get down. That's going to get out of here. It's a home run. Wow. It just barely cleared the wall in left center. Jazz Chisholm, a three-run homer, and just like that, it's 7-3. A line drive laser that looked like it would probably be off the wall or even bounce before the wall. It just did get over that yellow line and left. Chisholm with his sixth homer of the season, RBIs 22, 23, and 24. That would be it for Mark Melanson, done after two-thirds of an inning. Three hits, four runs, and a walk. They brought J.B. Wendelkin in, and the hits just kept on coming. Garrett Cooper a single. Jorge Soler a single. And with two men on, runners to the corners, still two outs. Up to the plate stepped Eric Gonzalez. The 0-1, and that's hit over short into left field. Yet another hit. Coming home to score Cooper. Stopping at second base, Soler for Eric Gonzalez's first hit and his first RBI as a Marlin. It's a five-run ninth and an 8-3 Miami advantage. That was a sixth consecutive two-out hit for the Marlins, and they weren't done. With two aboard, it was Avi Garcia's turn. 2-2 to Avi is blasted to center. Thomas going back. He's going way back at the wall. Home run, a three-run shot for Avi Sael Garcia, just his second of the season, and Miami has erupted for an eighth spot in the ninth inning. 440 feet for Avi Garcia. Jesus Aguilar then followed with a pinch hit single, and the Marlins had eight straight two-out hits in the ninth inning before finally Jesus Sanchez grounded to first, ending the inning. Sanchez made the second out and the third out in the inning, but the damage was done. Eight runs on eight hits, and the Marlins took an 11-3 lead. Into the bottom of the ninth, Cole Solcer made quick work of the D-backs. He got Rojas on a fly ball to the wall and left. He got Cattell Marte to bounce to second. And when Seth Beer struck out, the Marlins had finally beaten the D-backs for the first time this season. The final this afternoon, Miami 11 and Arizona 3. For the Marlins, 11 runs, matching a season high for the second time on a 2022 best 15 hits. No errors, five left for Arizona. Three runs, four hits, no errors. The D-backs strand four. Anthony Bass, the winner, he threw one pitch, gets the win, one and one. He recorded the final out in the eighth inning. Mark Melanson, who was bludgeoned in the top of the ninth, takes the loss. He's 0-4. Time of the ball game, two hours, 58 minutes. The Marlins, with the victory, finished 2-5 and five on the road trip. They improved to 14-17 and 17 on the season, now 8-10 and 10 on the road. As for Arizona, the D-backs had won three straight, 7-8 of eight and 14-20 of 20 coming in, but they fall to 17-15 and 15 on the season. They're now a 500 team at home, nine wins and nine losses. Next stop for the Marlins, home, finally. It'll be a nine-game homestand that will start after day off tomorrow with three games against the Milwaukee Brewers. Friday, Saturday, and Sunday will be honoring the 25th anniversary of the 1997 World Series champs throughout the weekend. Hope to see you out at the ballpark, the Marlins and Milwaukee at 6.40 Friday, 6.10 Saturday, and 140 Sunday, then three against the Nationals next Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday. And after day off next Thursday, three against the Braves the following weekend, May 20th, 21st, and 22nd. Tickets for all the ball games available at Marlins.com. And first things first, we definitely want to see out at the park for that 25th anniversary celebration of the 97 World Series Championship coming up this weekend. A lot of members of that ball club will be back in Miami, and uh, we invite fans to wear their teal and celebrate some great memories from 1997 
at the ballpark. Again, tickets available at Marlins.com. Marlins pitchers struck out eight in this game. That means $200 to AutoNation's Drive Pink Initiative. The Marlins and AutoNation, again, working together here in 2022 in an effort to strike out cancer in our community. Every time Marlins pitcher records a strikeout, it's $25 from the Marlins to AutoNation's Drive Pink Initiative. And for the season, now 272 Ks and $6,800 from the Marlins to AutoNation. That was a wild ball game, and the Marlins certainly fortunate that they were propelled by an eight-run top of the ninth inning. All the damage coming with two outs, uh, just a, a nice win to get back into the win column, right the ship a little bit, day off today, get back after it tomorrow night against Milwaukee. Uh, before we wrap things up and hear from Don Mattingly and Jacob Stallings, let's take a quick commercial break. Back with you on Marlins Rewind, let's hear from Jacob Stallings, who caught Sandy Alcantara yesterday and had a really big afternoon at the plate. Okay, Glenn, downstairs with Jacob Stallings. Jacob, I think it's only human for frustration to start to build when you guys are playing well and losing by a run. Is this a big sigh of relief, especially when you see what happens there in the ninth? Yeah, I mean, we really feel like we've been playing pretty well and hitting balls hard. And, um, you know, you don't want to use it as an excuse, obviously, but it seemed like, especially against the Diamondbacks, they're finding more holes than we are. But luckily, we stuck with it today. Um, had good at-bats there in the ninth, and then we're able to pull it out. Well, for you personally, you kickstart things early on in the second inning with the RBI single. Take me through that at-bat, then the one in the ninth. Both very, very big hits in this ballgame. Yeah, um, you know, it's really, it was really bright out here today. So that first at-bat, uh, Kelly's fastball kind of got on me a little bit. And so I tried to get ready early, and he, uh, he just kind of left a curveball in the middle of the plate, and I was able to get the bat to it. Then that last one, I've known Mark for a really long time, and it uh, doesn't get much nicer than Mark, so it's, it's always weird facing facing guys that you like. But, um, you know, as the at-bat went on, I just really wanted to stay the other way with that cutter. And, um, you know, luckily I was able to find, find some green out there. Pitching sets the tone. Probably the best we've seen Sandy this season. What do you see from him behind the plate? Yeah, I just thought he was really aggressive. Um, you know, I still didn't even think he was his best today, yeah. which is kind of crazy. But um, he threw a ton of change-ups, and it was a really effective pitch for him because it seemed like they were trying to be on his heater and and, uh, and really try to catch up to his velo. And so we used that change-up a lot, and it was a really good pitch for us. We got a lot of outs. And, uh, you know, I, I'm not really sure how that ball went out off Oakert. It was 92 <laughs> off the bat, kind of like a oopsie swing, but... Um, you know, the guys had Avi huge leadoff walk there in the ninth, and, uh, you know, the guys were able to have good at-bats. Real quick, before I let you go, you don't ever want to get too high or too low. It's a long season, but when you have a ninth inning like that, can propel you guys a little bit day off tomorrow, but you remember what you just did in the ninth and carry it over into Friday? Yeah, I think for sure. I mean, it's been a long stretch of games, 16 in a row, West Coast trip. Um, you know, we started off kind of riding the high of the seven-game win streak and then lost some games, a lot of one-run games. So I think it showed a lot of character that we, you know, give up the tying home run. It would have been easy to just kind of bend over and and not do, uh, not have competitive at-bats. But Avi kind of set the tone there in the ninth, and, and the rest of us followed. Enjoy the win. We'll see you All on right. Friday. Thank you. Glenn? Marlins catcher Jacob Stallings after the Marlins victory. As we head out the door here this morning, let's hear from Sandy Alcantara, who was fantastic yesterday. Donnie, winning this one, is it just kind of, a, especially the way that you guys did it, was it just kind of one big sigh of relief? Uh, I don't know. It was a tale of a couple different games there. Uh, definitely a sigh of relief, though, to get a win. 
uh, try to end this thing, this little stretch. Hopefully that little break out there at the end kind of gets us rolling. Um, yeah, it was one of those early. We were good early. We don't take it. It seemed like we left some, some guys out there, didn't take advantage of them. You know, I felt like you could have put five or six up early in that game. We didn't, and they hung around. Their guy got a, kind of got on a roll. Schmitty shut us down for however long he was in there, and it just allowed him to stay in the game. Eight runs in that ninth inning. Is that the type of um, inning, a type of performance that you hope, okay, that can start to get some bats going? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's what we're hoping for, obviously, to get get this thing rolling. Uh, some good at bats today, though. Jacob, you know, good at bats today. Got a couple of big hits. Uh, obviously, Jazz has kind of been doing it, but Avi, I thought, was probably the best game for him. Hit squared up a couple of balls. Um, yeah, it ended up being a, a good day for us. Sandy, seven innings uh, to, to start. Is it more vintage Sandy? Are you seeing a little bit more of what you used to see from him? Pretty good today. It's He kept mixing, using his change up today. Um, he threw a ball early. It looked like he was just playing catch, and it was like 99. And I'm just like, this guy's a different animal. So, yeah, it was it was good. We needed that from him to to get deep into that game. You know, I wish we could have got him a win, got him some more, got some more runs, give him give him a cushion. But uh, at the end of the day, we got a W. Back to Avi. Uh, obviously, the two hits today. He seems to be fine. Found, he seemed to have found his groove during the road trip of uh, the ball yesterday that looked like it was about to be a home run. Then everything they just his confidence level, the importance for him to start getting going, especially with the offense. Yeah, I think in general, Avi, you know, he's been seeing the ball. He's been taking left turns, you know, a little more often, which is always a good thing. You know, he, he bounced a couple of balls up the middle the other day, which was good just to get a couple of knocks. Uh, today was more like squared up a ball to center, hit that ball good, hit another ball good the other day, and then the home run he, he got crushes. Uh, Joey, was it he just taking out precautionary? Even though we got told tightness for the hamstring. Yeah, same one, and so we'll we'll see where that goes. I'm sure, they'll do some testing on him to see where that goes. But yeah, I know he was disappointed having to come out of that game. Hey, did you think Jazz's ball was out? Off it looked like he was even surprised that the ball went out. No, I thought it was a double, and I thought it was in a gap for sure. Um, but the ball Luplo hits, it's like ninety-two off the bat and goes, you know. Eight ten rows deep, it looked like. So you knew the ball was like in that little tunnel there, was taken off, and Jazz hit it right in that that same spot. Um, but you know, a little lower trajectory. But yeah, he's got some pop out there. Aggie probably loving it when you put him in at third, but not out of just because go out there, Miggy okay. Uh, Miggy got dehydrated and was was cramped up and couldn't get back out there. So you know, Aggie. You really got stuck early in that game with three-man bench and, and Joey coming out. There really wasn't anything for us to do uh, in that game. We had to save guys. And uh, luckily, we we don't hit, you know, Jacob. He gets that hit. We don't use Aggie there. Uh, Peyton gets hit last night, so we don't want to use him today if we could avoid it in any way, shape, or form. So, um, yeah, it was, it was good. We were able to put some runs up, and Aggie's able to get back you know, on the field. Is that a hit and run with Rojas and Garcia with an out there? No, the no, no, That was just no. well executed and well without Rojas swinging and and Avi running. Uh, and then the first and third, unconventional. The double play he steps on first kind of negates the force out at second. Garcia couldn't get home in time. 
So maybe you need to try to get in a run down there. Does Garcia need to get down the line quicker? I mean, it's kind of a weird play for everybody. But well, early we we kind of shot ourselves in the foot a couple of times. I, I think the, the the De La Cruz, you know, in the first there we get caught in the middle in a, in a spot that you just got to keep your head up. Uh, that one's a tough one, but you know, it's it's behind you. But you know, Mig's got to kind of understand the situation of the spot. Avi's got to understand the situation of the spot. It's like kind of game awareness at that point. Uh, and it's one of those you don't really teach. It's like you gotta just understand it, and it happens fast, right? So if you if you if you don't kind of play in the game right there, you get caught, and that's what happened to us. Obviously, it wasn't a high leverage situation once you guys got the eight runs, but to get Solcher out there after the last outing with the walk off to hopefully help him flush it, flush the walk off. You mentioned you wanted to get him out there sooner than later. Yeah, I mean, he was gonna. If we got a one run, he was gonna he was gonna be the guy. And then at that point, it became you know kind of. You know, out of out of hand, it wouldn't you wouldn't want to use your closer there or a guy that's closing games for you. Um, but it, that situation, exactly what you're talking about, being able to get him back out there, finish the game, uh, get some outs, and get rid of the other one. Marlins off today, back home in Miami. Oh, it's nice to be back home. They open up a three-game weekend series with the Milwaukee Brewers tomorrow night at 6.40 when Corbin Burns goes opposite of Pablo Lopez. We'll hit the air at 6.10 with Marlins on deck. And as always, we hope you'll find some time to join us on the Marlins Radio Network, driven by AutoNation.